the Responsible Investing Podcast by Aberdeen Standard Investments. Hello, you are listening to the Aberdeen Standard Investments Responsible Investing Podcast, discussing all things relating to responsible investing. I am Amanda Young, and today's guest is Ben Leonard, the co-founder of Life Moments. Hello, Ben. Hello, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Now, before setting up on his own, Ben had only ever worked for one firm, HSBC. He joined the investment bank as a graduate in 1998, where he was involved in the first ever tech bubble. He spent 18 years in investment banking, during which time he moved around a few times. And his last role there saw him running the UK financial services team, which led to a lot of discussions at board level uh, and strategy work to look at how the financial sector was evolving. Now, this sparked his interest in both fintech and ESG, and he started to engage HSBC's clients on these topics, including HSBC's retail bank. And he spent some time with HSBC Premier looking at their wealth proposition, where he got involved in FAMR and robo-advisor strategy and the pensions dashboard. Now, in 2016, he left HSBC to set up MetaFinance, which then led to the creation of Life Moments, which we will hear a little more of in a moment. Ben is a self-proclaimed gadget guy. He is of the CD generation and an early adopter of the latest tech equipment and even imported a Discman from Hong Kong for those old enough to remember the Discman. Now, Ben is full of enthusiasm for pushing the boundaries and would rather take risks than not try at all, which is why he left the security of working for HSBC to start up on his own. He lives in Wimbledon. He's married with three kids, two who are now teenagers, and has a very close-knit family, which lockdown has reinforced. Now, outside of work, he has a small house in Italy and imports wine. So, Ben, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much, Amanda. Got scary listening to all that. Um, together in one <laughs> short paragraph, the wine and the teenagers and the gadgets all sort of blurred into one. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I should add that my teenagers are now far more gadgety than I am. I was going to. I was going to suggest they might very well be. Um, Although I have now, got my youngest child, nine, now into tapes, uh, so that's my uh, my latest <laughs> achievement. He loves rolling with a big biro. <laughs> Now, uh, Ben, maybe we can start with your career. You've had two very successful decades in investment banking. Now, setting up Meta Finance and then Life Moments is something clearly entirely different. So perhaps you can touch on what inspired you to strike up on your own and what you hope to achieve with your current business. Thanks, Amanda. Um, I think it won't be lost on on the audience that investment banking perhaps is is pretty focused on uh, driving commercial returns sometimes without enough of a focus on society at large um and um whilst I thoroughly enjoyed my time in investment banking I loved working with clients I loved solving problems um I loved the creativity um of the role um over the last few years in particular um I really found that I was I was wanting something that had a bit more purpose. I was wanting to think about how what I was involved in creating could make for a better society. Um, And the more, as you mentioned in your your intro, I got involved in looking at at areas like fintech and ESG, I guess I saw um, a window to doing that. Um, I realized that 
um, consumer-facing um, technologies and this idea of embedding sustainability into everything you do was possible. Um, and I wanted to get on and do it. Um, and as you've also said, um, I, I'd, I'd rather regret things I have done rather than things I haven't done. And so hitting 40, I'm not sure it was a midlife crisis, but it, it was certainly <laughs> a trigger for me to say, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Get on and do it. Now, we haven't really covered the topic of technology on this podcast yet, so it's absolutely brilliant to have you on board. And tech, obviously, is a key part of progressing many industries that uh, we see today. And it's starting to revolutionize the way people see finance. Now, I'm really interested in exploring how technology and responsible investment fit together for you. So let's start with how you see digital coaching helping consumers to engage in responsible investing. Sure. So... Te technology for me gets, gets talked about an awful lot as this marvelous new thing, um, but all it really means is progress. And um, for, for me, and the reason I started the business was that I, I sort of felt technology was getting ahead of society and rather than enabling society. Um, and obviously with kids and, and with seeing how they adjust to technology and probably more appropriately digital, um, it became apparent to me that we really need to sort of reframe how we start to think about the way we talk to um, customers, to, to people um, about the things they're going to do in everyday life. And therefore, yeah. I'd argue that without a really good understanding of technology and a really good understanding of digital, we can't mm -hmm. possibly talk to people about investing because that's the way we live today. That could be a very much a behind the scenes embedded thing, so the stuff we don't see, or it could be through the the engagement through our mobile devices or, or however we choose to engage in investing. Um, perhaps more importantly, though, and you mentioned demand of digital coaching. Yeah. Really, what we're trying to do at Life Moments is is think about how do we help people to think about the role of investing in their wider life um, mm -hmm. and what it's what it's there for if you like the why rather than the what um and when i got involved in the robo advice space i observed this this fascination with technology but it was very much the what it was right. what can it do to address suitability or how can uh -huh. it find the right portfolio and what really intrigued me was well, why are we investing in the first place and what role does technology have to play in making that better um can we touch a little bit on on your business um so this is a business that you have co-founded um and it's called life moments so perhaps you can explain why this name and what you're trying to achieve yeah it is it is sort of what it says on the tin <laughs> we um it didn't take a long time to come up with i should add we we started with a um with an app we created called first home coach um and whilst having nothing really to do with investing, um, yeah. what we were trying to do was look at what's the role of data and technology in helping people make smarter life decisions. Um, we, we'd observed through, through some of the work we'd done that there's around about 5 million people that take financial advice. There's around 11 million people that choose to use price comparison sites. But there's 55 yeah. million people in the UK over the age of 16 who need help navigating everyday life moments. Wow. Um, and financial services and financial guidance is an important part of that. Um, and something's clearly not working if 
a vast majority of them are not engaging actively in the financial mm-hmm. services industry. So Life Moments is really about reframing uh, and reimagining the role of financial guidance in our everyday lives in such a way that we can help people make smarter financial decisions. And what role do you see values um, and attributes in engaging people um, as you do this? So it ties very closely, really, to why we're called Life Moments um, rather than called um, sort of Financial Guidance Limited. (laughs) A lot of the financial services industry looks at segmentation. It looks at, Mm -hmm. let's understand the financial circumstances of a consumer and let's put them all into a group and then try and engage them because of those financial attributes. But um, I don't know about you, but I don't live my life that way. I get emotional at times. (laughs) I'm influenced by um, things that I care about, um, people I know, groups that I live in. And therefore, how on earth can we help people make these smarter decisions if we don't really understand their values and attitudes? Um, And I think in some way we are already doing this. I think if you look at what Facebook's done, it's exploited our values and attitudes in order to sell us and advertise to us. We're trying to turn that whole concept on its head and say, well, if if it can be done in arguably a slightly negative way in, in the world of social media, why can't we do yeah. it in a positive way to help people make smarter decisions through their everyday lives? Responsible investing in ESG, I think, is very interesting because people do have values and attitudes towards the planet, towards society yeah. at large. And therefore, by capturing those and engaging people around them, we can create a much more alluring journey for them to go on that's tied to investing. Maybe you can give us a, an example of this alluring journey that you're talking about. Yeah, so um, as you start to, to think about well, why, um, and, and you may recall we did, a, we did a workshop a bit like this as part of the Impact Investing Institute um, yeah. uh, sessions that, that you kindly involved me in. But as we start to think about what people are doing as they head up to retirement. Um, we need to find a way of engaging them in a way that isn't just driven by regulatory requirement. So uh-huh. um, wake up packs for pensions, for instance. Um, if we can engage them in the things that they want to do in life, in the things that they're passionate about, then it allows us to get much earlier engagement. Um, and it also allows us to help align the decisions they make on how they invest and where they invest with the things that they care about in real life. But the sequencing of those things is quite important, I think. Um, And therefore, coming back to life moments, what you need to do is engage them about an event that might happen in retirement rather than just retirement per se, Um, a holiday they might want to go on, how they might pass wealth to their children, um, what might happen if someone unfortunately were to die in the family. And I think starting to get those um, engagement triggers uh, within a within a um, customer journey, a digital customer journey, mm-hmm. are critical to be able to draw out those values and attitudes. And they are in turn critical to then talking to someone about how and where they may want to invest their money. And, and I often think, Amanda, that the industry sometimes tries to do that in reverse. It wants to engage people about investing money first. Then it asks yeah. them why what what they want to invest in and lastly it, invite, it asks them why they're investing and the reality is humans we think the other way around 
no i i absolutely i i think it's a diff- a, a really interesting uh way to look at what is driving people's investment decision and we've spoken a little bit about values um and how you use that to engage people uh and one of the things i do in this podcast is uh, as any listener will know i like to get a bit of inspiration from my guests because all the people on this podcast clearly want to make the world a better place through whatever it is they're doing so um my guests in the past have given me a range of fantastic books some films ben what would you like to inspire us with got no pressure um <laughs> <laughs> so i am inspired by lots of things but the the my one of my biggest passions is is for music um and i know you didn't mention songs um but i'm going to try and add a new category uh, into your it. into yep, your that's list that's great a, a lot of what i do uh ties to me thinking about lyrics and songs and and uh and i genuinely think that the artistic world out there is you know we need to pay more attention to in the creative world and and apply that to sort of how technology's built and and how we run financial services but to answer yeah. your question um yeah i'd go for a song and the song i'd choose for this is is uh from an Aussie band midnight oil mm-hmm. a song called beds are burning which sounds like it might be about climate change but it's actually about aborigine population and the thing i love about it is it it has a line in it that says essentially the time is here to get on and do it um and i think that's very pertinent to where we are in as a as a planet at the moment we talk too yeah. much about stuff and we need to get on and do more and that's really traces back to my decision to leave hsbc um we need more action um and and less talk um and i like the way that it it looks at what we've done and and says come on just get on and do it time is here now i am of an age that remembers that song so um anybody <laughs> who wants a bit of inspiration and move back to the it's 1980s isn't it uh for some inspiration uh, on your music choices um now we're very sadly nearing the end of our podcast so i've just got one last question ben where next for you and life moments what should our listeners be watching out for in the next few years so our our business um our, our sort of vision and and mission is to help people play life better um and we've mm-hmm. set ourselves a rather ambitious target of of helping 10 million people um by 2025 which isn't really that long away um to do that we have to work with organizations who have customers uh, but share yeah. our passion for making those customer journeys better so really what what we're all about over the next few years is helping organizations to to see the value of of digital coaching of of goal based mm-hmm. life moment based customer engagement and nurturing and rolling that out and to date the focus has been largely on first time buyers but we've got some really exciting client launches coming um that will show how we can do much more in the retirement space how we can do more in even the business banking space um right and i think one thing that that i'd sort of finish on that that hopefully aligns with the the point of the podcast is that what we're trying to do in all of these projects is look at how we embed sustainability so how can we make sustainability not a nice to have that sits at the side but is embedded in every single customer journey that we're helping to create 
so that this doesn't become a nice to do. It becomes just the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, well, Ben, thank you so much for coming and taking time to chat to uh, us today. Um, and it's great to hear a little bit about how technology can enable us to make those decisions with our investments in the future. So thank you very much for giving us your time. Great. Thank you very much, Amanda, for having me. Now, you've been listening to the Aberdeen Standard Investments Responsible Investing Podcast, which aims to bring you insights into all things responsible investment. Now, to all those who have taken time to tune in, many thanks for listening. You can find all of our previous podcasts on our website. Until our next podcast, goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Responsible Investing Podcast, brought to you by Aberdeen Standard Investments. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more great content, visit AberdeenStandard.com. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for information purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation, or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen Standard Investments. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns. Return projections are estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.